0: It's Fire Away Friday Friday. on Exploring the Word. This is your chance to ask us your Bible question at 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. You can also email your question at word at AFR.net or visit Facebook.com slash Exploring the Word. It's Fire Away Friday on American Family Radio.
1: This has been a special week on Exploring the Word. For one thing, we are in the book of Proverbs, learning wisdom from the Word of God. Another thing, it's good that we, part of the week we had Jim Stanley, and then part of the week we have Bert Harper with us, and we thank God for both of those guys. But Bert, it's also a special week because this week we've been featuring preborn and talking about the wonderful gift of human life and when an expectant mother sees a sonogram of her baby, She's uh, there's an 80% likelihood she'll keep that child and not abort. And so, uh, Bert, we believe in the Word of God. We believe in life, a gift from God. And we believe in standing up for the unborn, don't we?
2: We sure do, Alex. And it was a pleasure having Dan Steiner, president of Preborn, yesterday. And he added not only to the visual, but he said also the audio. He said, when they hear that heartbeat... So it's double. It's, uh, when you give and you make that uh, sonogram available to these women, uh, for $28, one woman can have this. They can see the child, and then they also hear the heartbeat. It really adds to their knowledge that this is a living being sent from God. Mm. And so, yes, for $28, you can support this and uh, uh, sponsor an ultrasound Free for a woman coming in to check out, and then $140, 5 you can do the multiplication. Uh, you don't have to give those amounts. You can give any amount, and it'll go toward that, and it's to preborn. Now, here's the number. It 616 That's for pre-born, or you can go donate online at afr.net. And so, Alex, I agree with you. This is a, I mean, this is a partner that we, uh, you know, just love to have because it helps us to accomplish what we desire to do, mm-hmm. and that is life, it's family, and it's the gospel. And so, what a combination! I just love Amen. the opportunity to be a part of preborn.
1: So, so twenty eight dollars will underwrite an ultrasound to let a woman see uh, uh, her baby. $28. That's
2: right. And 140 you multiply that, that's five. And so uh, what an opportunity uh, wow. this is. And let me say one more thing, and I'll throw it back to you. Churches, uh, evangelism right now in churches seems to be uh, at one of the lowest ebbs it's been in, in decades. Just me say mm-hmm. that. This is an opportunity because even last year, if you remember, Dan said yesterday, over 7,000 women came to know Jesus Christ as Savior through these pre-born ministries, and, and since it has started 15 years ago, over 57,000 have surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ, and they follow up. It's not just left there. They follow up with churches. They have the material there, and uh, they supply not only discipleship material, but they supply the material for that baby, so pre-born, what a ministry.
1: Well, amen. And also, let me say this is Fire Away Friday. We take your Bible questions. I want to give that number, and you can call. Uh, if, if you hurry, you might be the first caller and get the jump on everybody else. And I'm always thrilled when I hear people say I'm a first-time caller. I've tried many times, but first time to get in. And so uh, the number is 888 888 and we'll go to Bible questions and calls. Uh, but Bert, are you on the road preaching this weekend?
2: Well, I'm at First Baptist Baldwin, Mississippi, where I am interim. I've been there about six months now. Uh, Alex, you're the traveling evangelist. You beat everything. I'm, you're on the road <laughs> so much. And and my whole past ministry has been pastoring a local church. So when I came to AFR, interim pastorates, besides the few conferences that I do with you and then my wife and I do, I do the interim work and enjoy that. That's just not far from here. So if anyone in Northeast Mississippi, uh, 9.30 Sunday morning, First Baptist Church Bowling. They have a great fellowship, and I'm looking forward to being there. How about you, Alex?
1: Well, uh, Sunday night, I'm going to be at uh, First Baptist Dallas. There's a Uh, we're praying for the end of abortion we're praying for once again in our nation there to be legal protection for the unborn and uh i i think it's going to be exciting i think i don't know my whole itinerary uh but we're going to pray on the steps of the courthouse and so if you happen to be in the dallas texas area i'd love to meet you sunday evening in those services and uh then um, next week, I'm going to be in Kansas. I'm excited about that, and we'll be telling you about that. But if you go to my website, which is alexmcfarland.com, my itinerary is on the calendar there. And uh, just, uh, you know, Bert, you mentioned evangelism being kind of at a low ebb, and it is. Um, I was talking to a pastor earlier today that I'm going to interview for my weekend radio show. I do a weekend pre recorded show called Truth for a New Generation Radio. And this one pastor that um, they're reaching young people, and they've baptized 26 new believers since Thanksgiving. And uh, I'm going to interview him. But I said, you know, what's working? And he said, well, you know, we share the gospel, the basics of uh, sometimes called the Romans Road, you know, Bert. Um, And he said, there are questions, and we need some apologetics, you know, every now and then to respond to certain questions he said but it's just relationships building friendships with lost people talking to them about christ talking about their soul he said there's no magic formula it's just getting into the lives of people and they see that you care they see that you're for real and and therein you can talk about the lord jesus what a, and what but, an
2: opportunity i agree Matter of fact i'm I interrupting but if you want to know that for a fact read the gospel of john there's 11 uh, relationships and conversations that Jesus had with an individual or a small group, and each one of those is built on starting at a relationship, Alex, and yes. uh, I don't care what generation it is, that works. You know, that does well, work.
1: And and the reason I say this, and we're going to get to calls. The number is triple eight five eight nine eighty eight forty. But here's the thing: Look, maybe maybe you're in a big church or a small church. Maybe you're in the city. Maybe you're not in the city. Uh, maybe you have budget. Maybe you don't have budget. It it doesn't matter. We can do this individually. We can share the gospel. Uh, we can build friendships and just prayerfully as the Holy Spirit leads. We've got to talk to people about their soul. And here's a church again, baptized twenty-six new believers since Thanksgiving. That that's something that would any any church would be thrilled Amen. with. Amen. And it's it's not no big secret. It's just investing time in the lives of people, isn't it?
2: It is. Alex, thank you for that testimony. Looking forward to hear about what God is doing. Well, our phone lines, people have called in and uh we're ready to go so the first caller today is from iowa and it's gene gene i just gotta ask is it snowing there yet i know you're expecting a lot of snow is it snowing there yet it's snowing lightly. okay well i i tell you i know you guys are equipped for it so uh, god bless you brother what's your question for us today gene
3: well uh, I've been thinking that uh, God kicked Satan out of uh, heaven for one punishment. Has, has God ever punished Satan any more than once?
2: Well, uh, I think he's waiting on it ultimately, but the serpent that was used by uh, uh, Satan uh, crawled on his belly. You know, Alex, it, in a way, that's uh, but that's not Satan uh alex uh, kicked out of heaven any more punishment besides what's going to happen to him in the future
1: well let, let me say this um in mark 8 i'm sorry matthew eight twenty nine. you and i have taught through the gospel of matthew and you remember there was a a herd of pigs and jesus cast some demons out of a man and the demons said uh what have we to do with you son of god have you come to torment us before the time? So apparently, even the demons know that torment awaits them. Now, in Revelation 20, verse 10, and this relates to um, the punishment of Satan, getting kicked out of heaven is is a punishment in itself, and I, I'm going to tell you why. And I know Satan talks about like a roaring lion trying to wreak havoc and... Uh, condemn the souls of people. But here's the thing. Revelation 20.10, it says, the devil who deceived the world was thrown into the lake of fire where the beast and false prophet are and will be tortured day and night forever and ever. Here's the thing. Satan knows that he's been defeated. Satan knows that his destination is eternally forever the lake of fire in punishment. And so... Um, To what degree the power of God inflicts pain on Satan now, I have no idea. But Bert, him just being kicked out of heaven, it's almost like when a parent says, come here, uh, you sit right there till I come back. Bert, uh, the spanking might not have been administered yet, but that child knows... um, that there's yeah. a reckoning, right? Yeah,
2: you're right. Waiting for it to happen is punishment a lot. Know you're going to get it, but when, waiting, it's a tough thing to do. Gene, thank you. Let's go to Arkansas and talk to Michael. Michael, welcome. Hey, good
3: afternoon, gentlemen. How are you doing? Doing well today.
4: Good. All right. Um,
3: I don't remember exactly where I learned this from, but I, I was taught that there were x amount of souls that had to be born on earth before the end and i wanted to know if there was actually any uh biblical evidence for that and i'll hang up and get
2: your response michael thank you for calling i have not heard that the only thing that comes to my mind is during the tribulation and the 144 souls alex uh, 144,000. yeah 144,000. uh far as the number of souls being born uh I don't know of anywhere in the Scriptures, do you?
1: Uh, no, um, there's been so much conjecture about what is meant by the 144,000. This is in Revelation 7 and uh, Revelation uh, 14. And generally, the 144,000 that are saved during the tribulation period, uh, they're Jewish believers, and they, are, they become almost like Jewish Billy Grahams Uh, in the world witnessing, and they are martyred and they're killed. Um, But I've never heard a certain number of souls that must be born. Now, I'll tell you what must happen. Matthew 24, 14, Jesus said this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the nations as a witness, and then the end will come. Now, I know that the gospel has gone around the world and is going around the world, um that's that's a condition of Christ's return that the 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 salvation message be taken to every people group but the a number of souls being born of I I suspect Bert, that might be a little bit of a misreading of the revelation text on the 144,000
2: yeah i would agree let me say this there's another one of Jesus parables and it talks about him throwing out the net. <clears throat> and when the net is full, he brings it up. Uh, in evangelism, uh, when that net is full, for far as the number of souls being saved, he'll pull it up. And uh, he knows the timetable. Uh, we're, we're, we don't know the timetable. We just know the timekeeper. And that's the Lord Jesus. And we'll be back with more of your questions here on Exploring the Word right after the break.
5: This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders.
0: Today we pray for Christopher Wray, Director of the FBI. He's responsible for the day-to-day operation of our country's primary federal law enforcement agency. Proverbs 2115 reminds us of the importance of justice. When justice is done, it is a joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask you to guide Christopher Ray as he leads the FBI. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.
5: Pause to Pray is the service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. Get your 2022 prayer guide and make this the year of prayer. Available now at pausedopray.org.
0: Dr. Tony Evans says just because life seems like a smooth ride now doesn't mean disaster isn't just around the next corner. He'll explain what he means today as we spend two minutes with Tony.
6: I remember a commercial not too long ago where there were two dummies in the car looking good, but headed toward a crash. Don't let how you look and what you drive and where you live and who you know and how much you have make you think you're all right. And what we must resist is letting the world define our spiritual condition. Until the spiritual trumps the visible and physical, we do not have the proper measuring stick. And that's the problem when you have a prosperity emphasis that makes you think if you prosper physically or financially, you must be spiritual. Nothing wrong with prospering legitimately. Everything is wrong with letting that define you. Those things are just okay because you're living in a place that told you it was okay. You didn't watch too much television, been on too much social media. And we know people say this, because they'd be taking pictures of themselves. Until the spiritual defines the physical, then what we're doing is borrowing from the culture. Singing Victory in Jesus on Sunday, who are addicted to something on Monday, all it is is camouflage. It's a universal studio facade.
0: If you've never experienced what it's like to have a real relationship with the Lord, visit TonyEvans.org today. Click on the link that says Jesus. You'll find lots of helpful information and free follow up resources. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio.
2: Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Birdie and Alex on Fire Away Friday, and we have a line or two open. We'll try to get to as many calls as we can. That number is 888 589 589 8840 We're going to go straight to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Oklahoma and talk to Timothy. Timothy, welcome.
3: Hello, friends. How you doing? Doing well I'm glad today. Glad to hear that you're doing better. I've been praying for you ever since I heard that you had COVID. Thank you,
2: Timothy. Amen. Thank you so much.
3: Well, I'm grateful to God. i uh, grateful to God for his son and his mercy shown towards us and and how he wants us to go to heaven more than we ourselves feel like it at sometimes. times. Um, to be honest, I didn't really put much thought before I called, and I've been asking God to help me with what I was going to say. Uh, i wanted to I wanted to make a comment about modalism or what most people call oneness theology uh my friend uh, these people that uh they 're good folks but they 're they 're just not right in their uh understanding of of who god is and they it looks good and it i don 't know brother what i 'm trying to say is that can these, can a person who holds this theology, can they really be saved, believing this or holding fast to it? Oh wow, Timothy,
1: thank mm, you great for your question. call,
2: and I love your heart, brother. It it comes across, and I, Alex, I'm just going to go ahead and make this statement it has nothing to do with what Timothy asked, but what I heard, uh, and I love it when people care, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know when. If we can demonstrate, just talking about that relationship that people have uh, to win them to Christ, uh, people really want to be, you know, that they are cared for. And Timothy, I catch that in your voice. Alex, the one that's yeah. theology modalism, we've discussed it. It is discussed quite often in our book. We we look at, you know, the Trinity. Uh, the Trinity is real, Unex- oh, yeah. com- not completely explain. You can't do it. And what, I want to make this statement, I'll throw it to you. When people can't completely understand and explain something, they they go to an area that they try to put in their mind. And a lot of times it causes them to miss the truth, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. And and I really appreciate this call. And, and you know, folks, this is an opportunity on Exploring the Word to sort of you know, drill down deeply, and let's thank God for the truth he's revealed. Bert, from the earliest times of Christianity, there have been uh, some overt false teachings, and then there have been some uh, less-than-accurate teachings that came about really out of ignorance, you know. Um, There was an ancient teaching called docetism uh, There's a Greek word that means to seem, and the, the docetists said that Jesus wasn't really fully human. He only seemed to be a human, and and that wasn't true. The incarnation, he was fully God and fully man. And there was, uh, the the caller mentioned modalism, and that relates to a 2nd century false teacher named uh, Sibelius, And basically it says that, you know, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three um, roles or modes that God takes on. And one of the the things where modalism denies the Trinity is that the modes of God are never uh, uh, simultaneous. They're always consecutive. Now here's meaning this, that God assumes the role of the Father, But while he does, the the Spirit and the Son don't exist. And then in the role of the Son, God takes on the mode of Jesus, but the Father and the Spirit don't exist. Now, Bert, you mentioned the Trinity. The Trinity is a profound reality that we find in Scripture. There is one God, eternal, unchanging, and yet within the Godhead, the nature of the Lord, there is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, Bert, I'll put it this way because the caller asked the question, are the modalists even saved? Well, it's one thing to be ignorant of the Trinity. It's another thing to outright reject the Trinity. And, and only the Lord knows a person's heart. Uh, I think that the, the people that explicitly like the Jehovah's Witnesses that they deny the deity of Christ, they're not saved. Because Jesus said you can't be born again if you don't believe, John eight twenty four that I am God incarnate. So I think it's a very dangerous uh, line between... It's one thing to be ignorant of truth. It's another thing to outright reject it. And only God knows the state of the heart. One final thing, though. We've got to accept God for who He has revealed Himself to be. You know? And complex as it might be, He has revealed that he is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Um, I believe it. I accept it. I receive God's revelation of himself, even though I do believe it's more complex than one human mind can fully grasp.
2: They do appear simultaneously at the same time at Jesus' baptism. He was being baptized. The Father spoke, and the Holy Spirit descended as a dove. And again, the Trinity is real. And uh, have a harder time. Don't just because you can't completely get your mind around a teaching in the scriptures do not deny it and uh again uh, just the word of god speaks and we do our best to follow him well thank you so much Timothy that was for your, a great question it was and I appreciate the spirit in which it was asked let's go to North carolina and talk to michael michael welcome well, thank you so much, Michael, are you there? Okay, can't get a hold of Michael. Uh, uh, try to put him on hold. Let's go to Carol in Kansas. Carol, are you there?
5: I am here.
2: You're I'm welcome here. to exploring the word.
5: Okay. Uh, first of all, I just want to sing your praises, you guys. I've been a Christian about 40 years, but and I've listened to Christian radio for a long, long time. But I love when you guys get to answering these questions. There's so many young believers and believers that, well, it doesn't matter how old we are. I'm still learning. And um,
2: <laughs> hey, guess what, possible. Carol? <laughs> you and I are in the same camp. Still, still <laughs> learners. Amen.
5: Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the other night at Bible study we were having. Um, we talked about in Ephesians four. We've been going through the Book of Ephesians, and it was brought up about. Um, where he goes, uh, he ascended on high and then descended to the lower parts of the earth. And then we were reflecting back in Psalms 68:18, where it talks about he ascended on high. And then on both of the, I don't know if that's the same. I was wondering if that is the same event. In one place, it says he gave gifts to men. And then in Psalms, it says he led captives, your captives, and received gifts. So in one, he's given
2: and one receiving. Can you expand on that just a little bit? Oh, wow. Thank you. Uh, we've got some folks going deep, Alex. Yeah. But it is fun to read, and you're doing it exactly right. Your group is doing it so well. The One of the greatest things is in the Old Testament, and you see something revealed in the New Testament. And many times they're talking about the same thing. Sometimes they're talking about dual things. Every so often, Uh, When David cried out in Psalm 22, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He didn't say, well, I've got to say that so Jesus can say that on the cross. No, that was his heartfelt being, and then Jesus bringing even new meaning to it. I think that's what he does here in Ephesians, Alex. Paul goes back and he looks at that scripture that was messianic in some of its tone, And about the captivity and him going to receive the saints that were kept
1: in a place called paradise.
2: You know, he went to receive them, didn't he?
1: Well, and you know what? The gift that um, Jesus received was not only the affirmation of the Father, that the Father accepted his work on the cross, but Christ's gift is a perfect spotless bride. Isn't that something? Now... Uh, Ephesians 4, 7 through 9, he uh, led captivity captive. Most scholars would believe that those were the Old Testament saints, the the believers of old that were taken from Abraham's bosom to heaven, but gave gifts to men without spiritualizing Ephesians uh, 4, 8 too much, you know, uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the birth of the church. Uh, But here's the thing. The gift that the the bridegroom is given is the bride, like you said, the saints. And uh, isn't that something? Uh, we, the believers, are a wedding gift to Jesus, really, aren't we?
2: We are. And and listen, Carol, your group studying this and looking at that, may your tribe increase. Keep on listening. Keep on teaching. Uh sharing Jesus with others, and what you said about exploring the Word, that's exactly what we do, Alex and I, we pray about it, we desire to do it, to take that person that's just been born again and to strengthen them, and those saints that's been walking with the Lord for a long time, more than anything, encourage them to keep on keeping on. So we're suggesting keep on keeping on. Amen, Alex. That was beautiful. Amen.
1: That is great. This is a good fire away Friday, folks.
2: It is. And we don't want to stop now. So we're going to go to Texas and talk. Is it Devon?
4: Yes, sir. Good afternoon. I'm blessed to be on the air with two of God's good and faithful servants. I thank you guys and Everyone at AFR, I listen about 14, 15 hours a day while I'm in my clothes <laughs> Wow. And, uh, I, I awesome,
1: so brother. Things. God and bless I mean, you. From
4: Sandy Rios in the morning to Dr. Jeffers to, I mean, today's issue, uh, financial issues. I mean, everything. You know, <laughs> up until Abe Hamilton. As long as I'm moving around and I have connection to you guys' tower, and if I don't get it on there, I get on my phone and turn on the AFR app, and it's only a second behind the broadcast on the... On the radio, and that's a blessing because I don't miss one second. It actually goes back on that section I was trying to get connection. Devon, uh, I just wanted to thank you guys up first. Hey, when we
2: have Sheraton, you need to
4: call in and just give that testimony, brother.
1: Uh, Hey, Bert. Yeah, I
4: mean, I literally every show. (laughs) I mean, every from the time I crank my truck up, the radio's on uh, in here in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I'm on ninety point five KTI, or I think it is. But uh, hey, Devon, Devon, Alex, yes, sir.
1: Hey Alex here. Hey, um I don't want to interrupt your question, but before you go, if you could give Devon your address. I got a copy of the 100 Bible Questions and Answers the brand new book that came out last October, and I want to send one to you. So, um before we disengage, I want to get your contact info and we're going to put a book in the oh, mail to awesome. you, my friend. I greatly appreciate that. But we don't
2: want you to read it while you're driving, Devon. You know, that's sorry, for Yeah, me. for real. <laughs> hey brother it is great to hear from you. what's your
4: question today so uh, uh comment real quick if i if i might uh, alex uh brother alex you were someone else, bro. Uh,
2: how's what she could use oh man you're breaking up devon uh we don't want to lose you man try one more time
4: uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, so a lady called in the other day while Brother Alex McFarland was, I think, subbing in for another host on one of the shows, and uh, she asked a question: How could she, what could she use in the Bible to uh, witness or testify to a woman that's been sodomized and a victim of, uh, you know, and was thinking about abortion? And I uh, story, the story of Joseph came to mind, and and everything he went through, what God meant for evil. I mean, what man meant for evil, God meant for his good. And I mean, even though bad things happened, despite of that. God knows the ultimate outcome, and he has a plan to prosper us for our lives. So I just figured maybe that would be something that that young lady could uh, use maybe and and correlate. You guys are more adept to the word than I am. Uh, So that was a comment because I do remember she asked that, and I don't know if he got to it on the next program that he said he was going to sub in. Well,
1: Devon, man. Great observation. Hey,
2: Devon, don't hang up. We're going to get your address real quickly. Alex, again, I just got to make this comment. This is another thing. We feel like this is a nationwide Sunday school class, small group, where people call in and encourage other people. Devon, thank you for that. God is able to take all things. And we may not understand it on this side of eternity, Alex, how, how he connected the dots to bring good out of something bad, evil even. But our yes. God, isn't that the amazing part of the sovereignty of God?
1: It is. It is. And and and, brother, thank you for listening. And you're right. That portion of Scripture that you mentioned of Joseph in the Old Testament, Genesis thirty-seven through forty-five, and then Genesis fifty. Um, you know, our heart goes out to anybody that's gone through pain and abuse uh, of any sort, and uh, we we don't minimize it. Can have scars that linger for years. We understand that. But you know what? Just like Joseph waited on God, falsely accused, thrown in prison, uh, slandered and accused by Potiphar's wife. But you know what? He waited on God, and God came through for him. And I honestly believe, Bert, that not only our salvation, but our healing and our growth and our wholeness as a person comes through Jesus. And the Bible says if we humble ourselves before God, he will lift us up in due time. Um, anybody out there that's hurting, uh, I just encourage you, throw yourself into the arms of Jesus. Feed on his word. Be willing to wait on God. And God will restore you, heal you, bless you, guide you. Just like in the stories we read, whether it's Joseph or, or you know Moses or Paul, but God's got that very same blessing and healing for every every one of his followers today, too, doesn't he, Bert? He
2: does. And and when you're hurting, go to the Lord. Don't turn away from him. Run to the Lord. I, I know I refer to it, but it, it just ministers to me. The man that had the dream about walking on the seashore, and there were two footprints of sand, and that was... You know, uh, Jesus and the man said, but every once in a while, at the roughest times of his life, he noticed there was one footprint, one set of footprints in the sand. He wondered why God had left him, and God told him, said, Son, that's not your footprints. That's mine. That's when I was carrying you. He will bear you up on eagle's wings. He will. He'll carry you through. He'll deliver you to the other side. He promised. That's the promises we have in him. Alex and I will be back with more right after the break.
5: So they asked me to enter my email address, and the next thing I know, I start getting emails from companies I never even knew existed. What's up with that?
0: Here at the American Family Association, you have our word that we won't give away, sell, or lease your email address to any other organization or company. We're thankful when you take the time to subscribe to AFA Action Alerts, One Million Moms, Engage Magazine, or any of our other online newsletters. Hi, this is Pastor Robert Morris. I'm often asked, how do I grow in my relationship with the Lord? How do I hear God? What is God's plan and purpose for me? I want to personally invite you to join me on Sunday mornings right here on AFR for worship and the Word, and we will discover the answer to these questions together. We'll explore the truths found in God's Word that will help you strengthen your faith and develop a more intimate relationship with Him.
4: Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. One word has proven to be debilitating in our society. The D word, discrimination. What we fail to realize is discrimination is not automatically a dirty concept. We discriminate against thieves and murderers when we send them to prison. We discriminate against sexual predators by keeping them away from children. And yes, we rightly discriminate against men when we keep them out of women's restrooms. According to Psalm 1, we have to discriminate against the counsel of the wicked in order to be blessed. Good thing God isn't debilitated by the D word.
0: Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for the Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Dr. Stephen Rummage with a minute in God's Word to help you keep moving forward. Jesus said in Mark 11:24, 24, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I heard about a little boy who wanted to fly like Superman. He prayed for God to help him. Then in faith, he jumped as high as he could, and you know the rest of the story. He thumped back to the ground, disappointed. God's promise to answer prayer isn't a blank check to give us whatever we can dream up. Our requests of God must be filtered through His will revealed in His Word. But when you pray in faith, and according to God's will, God is willing to do what we can't even imagine so don't be bashful about asking god for the impossible he really can move mountains for more resources visit movingforwardradio.org join me every sunday morning at 8 30 central for moving forward right here on afr
1: welcome back to
0: exploring the word on american family radio
1: Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Alex and Bert here, and we're so grateful that you're listening. The number is 888 On this Fireaway Friday, we'd do our best to field your Bible questions. And Bert, where do we go next?
0: Okay,
2: again, back to North Carolina and talk to Michael. Michael, welcome. Yeah, can you hear me now? You, we got you, brother. I thank you for holding on, man.
7: Yeah, I I, I love y'all's show. Listen to it every day if I can. I was going to say, before I ask my question, I got a Bible stick a while back, and I've been listening to that every day, and that thing is awesome. I'm I'm listening to the whole New Testament almost every week, and some of it's sticking. (laughs) Amen. Hey, Hey, Michael, if if you're like me. somebody has a chance, to try that out, you know, if you can put the ear pods in your ear and. Just listen to the Bible.
2: Amen. If you're like me, you have to listen to it quite a few times for it to stick, brother. But welcome. Thank you, brother, for that encouragement.
7: My question is, uh, Paul talks about the women preaching or teaching in the church, and he kind of says where I'm not to and to be quiet, and I want to know what y'all think about that because I know there are women that that do preach, and God uses them, but you know, I want to see what y'all think.
2: Okay, Michael, we get this question quite often and it is not unusual. Uh, let me just say this, there's women in the Bible that were had speaking positions and it seemed like they were gifted by God, used of God in a in a, a great great way. Um, but when God starts beginning to give positions of leadership, he seems to throw the the, The position of senior pastor the lead pastor to males and that Mm -hmm. i don't think that excludes women from from teaching under the authority of the pastor under the authority of the church alex but uh so because you and i both know uh there's some great women who who teach the word that i've learned from so much you know
1: oh yes exactly goodness um uh, yeah, I thank God that the Holy Spirit gives uh, gifts and abilities to all members of the body of Christ, and yeah, I think about somebody like Anne Graham Lotz. I think about uh, Kay Arthur. Uh, yeah, uh, Do you remember Elizabeth Elliot, Bert? Uh, yes, I, she's, I do. Yes. You know, she's in glory now. Goodness, yeah. what a brilliant wow. woman of God she is. Yes. You know, um, Norm Geisler, one of the greatest apologists that ever lived, and Oh, what a blessing to the church he was. And he was led to Christ by a woman. And uh, Dr. Geisler was always quick to say how, uh, yes, there must be women in ministry. But I'm with you. You read First and 2 Timothy and Titus, the structure of the local church. God gave the, the role of senior pastor to male leadership. And this is nothing against women. Look, God knows the order that he's laid out. And Bert, for 2,000 years of church history, it was like this. It's really only in the last 25, or 30 years that the push to put women in the senior pastor role came about, not because Scripture changed or not because two millennia of church history was to be discarded. It was just the philosophies of the 20th century, egalitarianism, And so let me just say, Christianity affirms the worth and value of all humans, male and female. But uh, regarding uh, the structure of the church, remember it's Christ's church, and it's Jesus' prerogative to lay out the structure that he has for it.
2: Amen. Thank you so much, Michael, and keep listening. Let's go to Mississippi and talk to Wordy. Is it Wordy? Yes, it is. Well, welcome, man. Yes, you're on. Yeah, I'm.
7: I'm a first-time caller.
6: Welcome, man! For- Yay!
7: I've <laughs> got a question that uh, runs through my mind often, and I have a lot of debates with different people in our churches. And it, the question is, it's related to rewards and bearing fruit. My question is: Is there a difference in God's word between working to bear fruit for rewards and or being obedient, and receiving rewards afterward regardless.
2: Okay. Man, today, Alex, uh, what questions we have today. Uh, I'll put it this way. Paul said strive for the best gifts. You know, even when he was talking about the spiritual gifts when given out in Corinthians, uh, when he talked about in Corinthians and Romans, Alex, he said strive for the best gifts, uh i I think you do bear fruit just because of who you are and leave leave the record keeping to God for the reward mm. i I don't know i hope I'm saying that right alex and yes. then but yet at the same time you're desiring not to go empty handed and as you stand before the lord uh you want to give back unto him because he's given so much to you so you hope you receive that reward to lay before Him. Am I? Is it coming across making sense, I, Alex? I,
1: th- I think you're right on the money, and these are good questions. You know, Bert, let me just say this. The Lord is so good to give us crowns in heaven. See, everything we do post-salvation for the Lord, in obedience to the mm-hmm. Lord, you're going to be rewarded in heaven, and we don't do it to get rewards and say, oh, goodness, you know, I've got more crowns than him over there no not at all we want to lay him at Christ's feet in honor of him but um do you remember uh in Matthew I believe it was Matthew 25 the parable of the talents here's another incentive folks to serve Jesus and to know your spiritual gifts and to know your areas of strength and interest Look, you know, he talks about uh, a man gave somebody one talent and gave another man five talent and another man two talents and ten talents. And uh, some multiplied, and they said, Lord, here's what you entrusted to me, and I multiplied it. And the man with one talent, he said, Lord, I know you're a hard man, so I I buried it in the ground. And um, I didn't do anything with it, but here it is back. And the, the man says, that's wicked. And so, Bert, let me say... Not everybody's going to be a Billy Graham. Not everybody's going to sing like Sandy Patty. Not everybody's going to pastor like Tony Evans. But we, we've got to try to do what we can for Jesus. And therein is is life's greatest adventure, isn't it? To, to discover your purpose. Some of you have great faith, and you, you're a mighty intercessor, and you can teach others how to pray. And... Just uh, whatever, but I, in terms of the crowns in heaven, I think less about that, and I think more about what is what is my purpose, what are my strengths, and how might I use those in my home, in my church, and throughout my life.
2: Uh, wordy, we hope that I, I think you're right on uh, putting the emphasis on bearing fruit, using the gifts that God's given you. And have you ever heard, Alex, uh, if you don't use it, you'll lose it? Uh, yeah. We need oh, yeah. to use what God's given us our influence, our time, give it as unto the Lord and serve Him. Wordy, thank you for that. Let's go up to Michigan and talk to Dennis. Dennis, welcome. Hi. Um, I
7: just had a question for you guys, and I guess some testimony. Um, I've been uh, battling addiction for the last few years, and uh, there's a verse in scripture that Jesus was talking about. I'm not sure which book, but he says if you cast your cast out demons and clean your house, you know, and it's kept clean, um, and then a year later that same demon comes back, but he brings seven demons back with him. And uh, I had a, you know, I've had times where I have relapsed. And that couldn't be any that couldn't be any more true because the, you know it's like when you've got sober time and spiritual time and you're connecting with God and He's showing you all these things and He's cleansing all these things and you slip up and and, and you let that demon back in it, It's not just going to be that that one addiction. It's going to be all the things that come with it. Uh, you know, sin and, and guilt and shame and, and bitterness and anger and all those things just seem to, to flood back in. But, uh, you know, hallelujah, causes all things to work for good that I know that somehow I'm going to get through it. And, uh, and, you know, through his power and his forgiveness, and uh, somehow it's going to turn for my good, and I don't have to give up because I flipped up. Amen. Keep on keeping on. Dennis, you're
2: listen, uh, do not let a decision, a bad decision, define your whole future. Amen. Uh, it, it may be a part of it. Alex, uh, you know, uh, Rahab, the harlot, she's always say referred to, but guess what? She got into the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know? that uh, yes. It doesn't have to define who you are. And uh, we are more than conquerors in Christ. And uh, so those addictions, and I I just feel led to pray for some people today. Amen. uh, That addictions are just overwhelming them. And they started the new year. We're going to overcome that. We're going to turn it over to the Lord. And now about the third week, it's beginning to raise its ugly head. Alex, all right for me to just pray for the people. Uh, Dennis has brought it to mind. I, I think God wants us to pray for him. Would that be okay?
1: Lead us, Bert.
2: Father, I thank you for Dennis and his call. I thank you that he is, uh, you're using him to be an overcomer, a conqueror that's only in Christ Jesus. Our flesh is weak, and, and Father, we, we can go so far, but we can't get to the other side. Uh, when, the children, when the disciples were in the boat and they were roaring against the storm, uh, they were roaring against it, couldn't get to the other side. But when Jesus came and still the storm, he brought them to the other side. And that's what he can do in our lives. So, for the, Father, for those that are hurting today, uh, the, the addictions, the habits that's debilitating people, holding them back, I pray in the name and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ right now, wherever they are driving, seated behind their desk, uh, whatever they're doing, Father, that you would bring on deliverance in their life, that they would turn away from themselves, their sin, turn to you in faith, asking you to be Lord of all. And Father, that they would surrender unto you and Father, walk in your steps and each day, each day, looking in unto the author and finish you of our faith, the Lord Jesus, and run the race that you set before him and give him the victory and bring him to the other side. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Dennis, Amen. thank you for your good call. We appreciate the testimony. Let's go to William, uh, and William's in Virginia. William, welcome. Hey, guys. How you all
3: doing? Doing well. Hey, well, I have a revelation and I have a question. Go right ahead.
5: Yeah, the,
3: All revelation, right. the revelation is a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Now, actually, we talked and we talked about what it means to be in Christ. Well, I figured out a way to look at it. You want to be in Christ, or else you're in trouble.
1: <laughs> huh. This is true.
3: <laughs> but my question is, my question is, where in the Old Testament can we see?
2: The Old Testament writers talking about the triune God. Okay, good. Man, today has been a great day. I'm going to mark this down. It's a great day. But you see it in, you see it in creation, the very part of it, don't you, Alex?
1: Yeah, well, I believe you do. And, you know, um, the Spirit of the Lord, God, uh, you know, creating. But also, you know, Colossians says that Jesus Christ really is. Uh, was the Creator. By Him were all things created, and by Him all things consist. But I, I think we definitely do see the Trinity in the Old Testament because in Genesis one twenty six. I mean, Bert, this is one of the key. Um, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the sea. So you've got let us, that's the idea of plurality, and and God wasn't talking to angels there. The angels did not participate in the creation, although they witnessed the creation. But Genesis three twenty two, the Lord said, "Behold, man has become like one of us." Now you've got within the book of Genesis Genesis eleven seven, let us go down and confuse their language. Uh, Isaiah six verse eight, one last scripture. I heard the voice of the Lord saying. Whom shall I send, that's singular, and who will go for us? That's plural, Isaiah 6, 8. So, Bert, while the... Um, i got to give one more scripture, though. It was Isaiah 54, 5. Um, the, your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. The God of the whole earth he's called. So, you've got... Uh, the Lord of hosts, who is God, and you've got the Redeemer, who is God. And yet, there seems to be different uh, persons, although one nature of God. And Bert, here with just a minute to go, it's far too deep to try to fully unpack, but I'll put it this way. You've got the Trinity in the Old Testament um, indicated. You've got the Trinity in the New Testament fully revealed. Yeah. Is that a fair statement? That
2: is a great statement. Let me give one more, and this is from Psalm uh, 51. David, when he was confessing and getting right with the Lord and talks the spirit of the Lord, because I, I just love this. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your generous spirit. The Holy Spirit yes. of God, the spirit of God that would come upon Samson was real. The Father speaking and all the times the Christ, uh uh, jesus appearing to joshua yes you have the trinity uh throughout the old testament uh appearing and ministering and serving it's been a great day alex to be on fire away friday we appreciate the Mm. callers that called in and we're looking forward to continue in the book of proverbs monday aren't we
1: we sure are and folks let us encourage you uh go to church sunday Be in the house of God on Sunday and do your best to bring somebody that you care about under the sound of the gospel.
2: Thank you for listening to Exploring the Word. Tell someone about this program and AFR, but more importantly, tell them about Jesus.